0: have a few minutes, you won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment.
1: Learn more at Regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC.
2: Well, good morning, everybody. Happy August afternoon. It's a little cloudy and much cooler, but uh, if you're in the middle of summer, like a lot of folks are, then uh, it's hot outside. A hot Georgia summer is what you have grown to expect, and I hope you also come to expect that we have terrific guests here on Business Radio X. I'm your host, Harper LaBelle, and today we have Angelia White and Jake Kimball. We're going to talk a little bit about taxes, and we're going to talk about performance and some things that might be of interest to you in one way, shape, or form. There are a lot of things that are going on in our world today, and Angelia is going to help explain a little bit about that. Uh, Angelia, thank you for being here today. First and foremost, we want to welcome you to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Now, you are with ALW Tax and Financial Services. You're in Duluth, Georgia. Now, you are a Georgia peach, right? You're born and raised here in Atlanta, and you've been in Gwinnett now for how long?
1: I have been living back in Gwinnett since 2000, since 2019, so I moved back into Gwinnett from uh, Covington, Georgia, but I actually moved back into the Atlanta area down from Douglas, Georgia about 10 years ago. So, you've been around? I've been around, yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> we're glad to have you here today. You, and I want to give you credit, it takes a lot of guts and in many cases, a lot of fear overcoming in order to start your own business. And you did ALW Tax and Financial Service. Tell us a little bit about that story and what that was like for you.
1: Interesting thing is, Harper, I started my business at the right when COVID started. So I actually began March of 2020. And of course, that's when everything was actually starting to shut down. So, however, I didn't foresee that things were starting to shut down and go south. I was just feeling, you know, entrepreneur-like. So I decided to go ahead and um, begin my business anyway. But the interesting thing about my profession is someone is always going to need their taxes done.
2: Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a little help. Death and taxes are inevitable, aren't they?
1: Well, that's the saying. That's the cliche.
2: Now, how did you get involved with it? Because there are a lot of folks that say stereotypically, and please, you know, everybody lower your sensitivity. This is a man's world, and most men love numbers. Uh, Lot, not not as many women in this profession mm-hmm. what was what it was there a time maybe in high school or college or uh, earlier in your life where things clicked just right for you and you understood this that led to where you are today
1: that's an excellent question um, my the way I got into the tax industry um, my undergrad and my graduate degree are focused in accounting so when I received my graduate degree back in um, a few years ago, which was 2000, I'm aging myself. Yeah, well, uh, you're still, you're, you're, you're 20,
2: 25, 26 years old, is that, yeah, you know Thank what I mean? you, are yeah, sweet. Well. <laughs>
1: um, but yes, uh, so I was actually working in corporate um, and I was in the I was still doing the type of work that I do, financial services. Mm-hmm. And when I was while I was working in the capacity of a financial analyst, I was actually on the side doing tax returns for family and friends. Yes. So that generated a interest and that also generated more opportunities to serve more clients as I started getting referrals. Mm-hmm. So I decided that hmm, taxes is something that I really liked and I went ahead and started working on my enrolled agent designation and normally a lot of people don't know about what an enrolled agent is but this is a credential that is earned by the uh, tre- US Treasury Department that's where you get credential with the enrolled agent designation so I studied hard for that got my credentials and decided to branch out on my own and start preparing tax returns and have my own accounting firm on a full-time basis
2: And that was right when COVID started. So again, I mentioned the fear a little bit earlier of just starting your own business and then having this colossal pandemic be a part of that. Were there any, and by the way, let me go back for just a second. You said something that's kind of interesting. Most people may not consider starting in a big firm and then branching off. They'd want to do it the other way. But what were the values that you received by doing it in that order?
1: I did work in a firm first so right. I, yeah, yeah i do so the value to me in doing it in the order of working in a firm and then going out and branching on my mm-hmm. own um, of course the experience so you can't take away the value that you get for working for someone first so that you can gain the experience when you go out and branch on your own
2: yeah and i would imagine also and please forgive me i'm not trying to say that there were any of these, but sometimes if a mistake is made, there's somebody else there that can kind of help you see that mistake yeah. and help prevent you from making it again. Where you're on your own, oops, that mistake, and you may not know as as well. So uh, that to me would be one of the great advantages is that there's other people that you can kind of, if you trip and stumble in any way, shape, or form, uh, you're not going to fall.
1: Excellent point, Harper. And as a matter of fact, uh, the advantage of being in various um associations and organizations is that you have that network of peers and other professionals that you can kind of interact with sometimes if i'm working on a very complicated return i'd be definitely reach out to other cpas or partner enrolled agents and kind of ask for a little bit of that oversight like a peer review Mm -hmm. you know just check this um return out see if there's anything that needs to be you know if you see anything Uh, any issues with it, as far as a peer review, or if I am looking at a a return like a state tax return, I may uh, refer that return to uh, some other industry peers.
2: I would imagine that in some cases, you you do it and the numbers, everything seems to match, but Mm -hmm. at the end, you're, um, I'm just not sure. So having the ability to go to somebody else and go, do you see this the same way that I do? Is that kind of a precautionary before you give the return back to the client, your, your ability to be able to have that double-checked, make sure the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted in just the right way before you hand it to Yep, we've looked at this very thoroughly, and this is the best that we can possibly do for you. Here you go.
1: In some cases, peer review is beneficial, but also your own personal due diligence. Yeah. So you already know that if you are operating in a profession that calls for you to be more diligent. Um, more cognizant of the work that you're doing, because a tax return is very important. I mean, you are, this is going to the highest authority in the land, so to speak, so to speak. Um, So your own personal due diligence, as well as having your knowledge, because even as an enrolled agent a CPA or a tax attorney, you have to keep up with your continuing professional education in this industry. So being able to have access to your, your literature, your, even IRS tax guides, IRS tax codes, knowing where to go and get that information, have it at your fingertips, especially every tax season. You want to make sure that you have your, um, all of your knowledge tools at your fingertips.
2: Angelia White, ALW Tax and Financial Services. And Angelia, you said something that I was going to ask you about later. But if I'm giving you my return and things change in the tax code that I'm not aware of, because guess what? I'm not a tax... Preparer, and I don't know how these rules and regulations change. Absolutely. There are some people, and let me just say, I just want my return done, and that's all I want. But you have the ability to go, wait a second. I see that you travel here and there. Do you do any of that to where? you talk about your business or what you do, because we could write that off. There are things that you are constantly being updated on and your ability to one-on-one with me or with anybody and say, here's a way that you could save some money and take advantage of the system in a way that everybody else can take advantage of it without, quote-unquote, and I'm air-quoting here, taking advantage. I don't want to take advantage of the IRS. I want to make sure sure everything is done and prepared. Talk a little bit about what your ability is now to be an advisor and to be a counselor and somebody who's going to take somebody by the hand and lead them down a better return that's going to save them money in the long run.
1: Absolutely. One of the things that I do is I send out, Quarterly newsletters, so I'm writing these newsletters or, and also I'm, I'm doing some stuff more on social media But mm-hmm. to your point as far as if I have a client that's in a specific industry If they're in real estate industry and then I see something that's changed in the tax code that may impact the client Then one of the things I do is I'm making sure that I have those touch points with my clients throughout the year one way i'm doing that is through engaged newsletters whether that be mailings or whether that be um, an email through constant contact or drip mm-hmm. campaign um, also just even with the tax organizer so if my client's tax situation has changed during the year normally when they give me that feedback via the tax organizer that i send them during the season uh, or at time of the season to complete that lets me know also what type of changes have happened in my uh, client's life during the year. So if I see something like maybe you have your business, you have more traveling expenses during the year. Right. So that would definitely be something i reach out to my client about and let them know, hey, did you know that the IRS have changed the uh, standard mileage rate this year? So the analysis would be maybe you can fare better by taking the standard mileage rate instead of the actual uh, rate so okay. we kind of look at that, do the analysis, and we also advise our clients to let them know you're going to have you know a huge tax savings because these are the changes that have taken place uh, with the tax. Write code. those miles
2: down, keep your receipts, all Absolutely. the other things that everybody would do. I can only imagine how busy you are early in April, and you you wouldn't get one on one time with me very long because you have hundreds of other people that you have to serve. Absolutely. So keeping your pipeline refreshed, so to speak, like the quarterly uh, newsletters and the other ways that you would communicate. What advice would you give for somebody that may be just wanting to join you uh, for the first time or an initial contact um, and not being able to do that on April 12th or or the 14th? Uh, Get to know us early. Get to talk to us. Let's let me go to work for you tell tell me what the best procedure is for you enabled in, in your ability to help your your
1: clients absolutely um first and foremost reach out to us like you say way before um the 12th hour, as they say, mm-hmm. um, because th- it will be impossible to get into the office. It's going to be impossible even for me to prepare a tax return. Uh, it may be put on extension, but definitely you we can't expect anything to be prepared right on April 12th for April 15th deadline. Right. Um, so I would say definitely reach out early. If you can reach out February, that's even great. That's better because it Allows us opportunity to interact with you to get to know your situation a little bit more, and sometimes some of our clients they don't like our tax organizer. But if you're a brand new client, that's the best way we can get to know you. Sure. we We can get to know your situation more intimately, and it gives us time also to assess to see, okay, are there tax saving opportunities at this engagement?
2: Absolutely. Hypothetically, I'm in trouble, Angelia. Um, I didn't do something right, and they're 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 wanting to the the guys the bad guys are coming after (laughs) me what do you tell people that might have some tax problems or some issues is that somewhere where you, is that your forte? Is that what, what you are specialize in?
1: Absolutely. Um, in my firm, even though we are a full-service tax and accounting firm, we do specialize in tax resolution or tax representation for our clients. Okay. So, now,
2: what does that entail? I mean, I'm sure there's all encompassing, but if I mm-hmm. had an issue and I needed help, mm-hmm. what would I want to do next?
1: Well, the first sign that you are in some type of trouble or issue is the IRS notices. And one of the things that we realize in my firm is that a lot of clients will have a series of notices that they receive from the IRS before they decide they want to do something about it. So, what I like to recommend is if you're getting a notice because maybe you're being audited and audits are not always as bad as people think um, we always recommend first read your notice or bring the notice into us and we can help you decipher what the IRS is looking for it's not always as complicated as some folks will make it out to be it's just a matter of okay let's see what it is the IRS wants and the notice to let you know what they want let's first start with that notice now if it's a, a case where okay you know you're in trouble because you know you haven't filed your tax returns in the last six years, then of course the first thing we want to do is get you into compliance by you know, we go through a series of phases in order to get you into compliance with the IRS and then we can start working on any type of resolution work that's gonna include any taxes that may be owed. So
2: compliance is also a notification to the IRS, I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna I'm getting help and you'll get some answers from me don't lock me up (laughs) right and uh just know that we're going to make progress and we're going to do so in a manner that you uh have already previously approved i don't know what the percentages are but uh, i would imagine that there are always somebody there are some, some people out there that let something slip either personally or professionally and they need help and that's what you're there to help resolve with 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 folks
1: Absolutely. We we want to take the burden or the headache off of our clients because a lot of the times it can be stressful trying to manage the IRS and you're trying to manage your own life. So we like to think of ourselves as, you know, helping to release your burden so that you can focus on something else, focus on your life, focus on managing your life. And we we'll are focused on helping you get more healthy with where tax problems or tax issues are concerned. So for those clients who are experiencing IRS liens, IRS levies, um, tax garnishments, back taxes, uh, unfiled taxes, any of those type of issues, we can assist with.
2: There you go. Um, I know that the recent bill that the President signed uh, allows for as many as 87,000 new IRS agents. That's mm-hmm. That could be fearful to somebody who is having some issues like you just mentioned. Uh, there's going to be more agents that are going to want to... Your understanding, though, might be, hey, there's a lot of backlog problems that yes. they have, some files that have been um, unworked, and you, you see a light at the end of the tunnel with this. Tell, tell me what your uh, basic understanding would be so that I'm not in fear of, of holy cow, some, they're they're coming after me with, with bells and whistles.
1: Absolutely. So if the IRS, you know, like you say, they're hiring over eighty thousand new agents to come on board so that means that undoubtedly a lot of taxpayers are probably going to start seeing more letters that's going to come out audit letters they're getting audited but also not to fear it just know that there are professionals such as myself out there that's able to help get them into a resolution with the irs so if you're receiving those letters and yes there is more support to help the irs manage their inventory Just know that if you find yourself on the opposite end of the IRS's uh, good graces, we are here to assist.
2: And there's always somebody to help, and thank you that you're one of them. Angelia, if people wanted to know a little bit more about you and your business, how would they get in contact with you?
1: Absolutely. So they can actually visit our website at uh, www.alwtax.com. They can also reach out to us. When you go to the website, you can actually fill the form out if you want to have make an appointment just to schedule a um, consult with us. Uh, we are located in Duluth, uh, 2180 Satellite Boulevard in Duluth, Georgia.
2: So right in the middle of the county. That's awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate your time and and the value that you bring to people. That you know, you know most folks only want to think about it once a year, uh, but sometimes if there's a twice or a third time that you think about it, it could be a, a tremendous financial assistance to everybody. Thank you for being here with us.
1: Thank you again, Harper.
2: Angelia White with ALW Tax and Financial Services. Planning for your financial future means finding support and meeting tomorrow's challenges. And being able to do that today is what Legion, Regions' local team of experienced wealth advisors can offer you. The resources, the insights, everything that you're looking for, it's right here in Gwinnett. You'll get the unique products, services, and strategic consultation that you would need that would fit your needs to help you move your finances forward. Be ready to take your steps so that you can move forward towards your financial goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit Regions.com slash wealth management. Regions Bank is a member, FDIC. And we thank them for their support here at Business Radio X. Again, I'm Harper LaBelle, and I'm visited today with Jake Kimball. And Jake, you are with Undiscovered, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start with, un in your title is in parentheses, a capital U and an end, and then the parentheses, and then discovered athletes. the 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 uniqueness of that. The first time I saw it, allows me to think. Wait a second, you're discover. No, you're not. Dis- Talk a little bit about because I really think it's a it's a wonderful brand. And, well, first, of all, first and foremost, Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. The The uniqueness of your name uh, speaks volumes to me, at least. Tell me a little bit about how you came up with that and what it means to you. Yeah,
0: so I'm business partners with a couple of minor league baseball players, Robert Kwiatkowski of the Red Sox and Cam Corsi of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And as we kind of evolved the idea of Undiscovered Athlete, the mindset was there that every athlete that's out there trying to become better every day is striving to be discovered at whatever level that is. If you're a you know a, a little recreational athlete eight
2: year old kid to.
0: To, to minor to our pro league players, guys. yeah, absolutely, yeah. and pros, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Our minor league guys are trying to be discovered. They're trying to get to the big leagues. Our our younger guys are trying to get to middle school ball or high school ball or something like that. So we took a look at that and said, look, we, we want to emphasize the fact that every athlete in, in sports, whether they're youth or at the highest levels of professional baseball, are always striving for discovery. You're always trying to get better. Even Mike Trout, on a daily basis, goes through a routine to get better. He's never good enough. Right. So we wanted to make sure that we illustrated that, that part of the process is being undiscovered. Secondarily to that, we really focus on athletes in our community that are truly undiscovered. They're kind of ignored or overlooked, whether it be by size or if physical ability or do, for some reason, our athletes are not the athletes that everybody's paying attention to. So we wanted to really kind of focus on those guys. You know, Cam Corsi was a five foot six high school player with no offers out of high school, had to walk on to Georgia Gwinnett College. He was truly undiscovered. Yep. He's dominating single-A baseball now for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but he's nowhere near his goal of getting it to the big league. So he'll be undiscovered the whole way there. So the question that I always get is when do you become discovered? And I don't know the answer to that.
2: Yeah. There are times where an athlete or anybody may be one day away or they missed when the guy was there that was going to be scouting and you help present a second or another opportunity for people. Hey, we're going to give you a chance to play or we're going to help you work on your skill set, whatever that may be, so that the next time somebody is around, they can see what you do in the improvement that you make. Is there any sense of, uh, of what I'm trying to put together there for you to be able to say, that's what we want to be able to do to help people get to that next step?
0: Yeah, there, there really is. And part of what we're doing is changing the vernacular around baseball and around youth sports. We we call ourselves a developmental organization. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that is exactly that. We're always developing. We're always trying to get better. We're always trying to work on our skill set. We're always trying to laser focus on some sort of a deficiency and enhance it. And then also kind of pay attention to our strengths and make sure that, that you know we're, we're attending to them as well.
2: Isn't that interesting? Because most athletes will only work on their strengths. When they work on their weaknesses too, now they are are fully developed at yeah. least that's what gets you to the next level is hey we know you're not very fast so work on your speed or vice versa whatever it is
1: right
0: yeah P- you identify where your weaknesses are right pay special attention to those but don't lose sight of those strengths right we still have, always have to enhance and develop our strengths as for well
2: for a parent with a child at baseball softball uh, girls are welcome I'm we sure train athletes easily, yeah, we, don't,
0: we don't care what you play
2: doesn't matter right we want to get you better so if i'm a parent of a how old, when do you think there are some people think that they're, I'm a prod, I have a prodigy child, you know, and, and they, they could be exactly right. There's something that, whatever that it factor is, my kid has it. They love this sport or they love this game, and that's all they. And there's others that just need help. They don't have a whole lot of skill sets because they haven't spent a lot of time. There, there's a difference. How early do you start looking at, at uh, youngsters and saying we can work with your child? We can we can gladly help uh, develop them. Is there a specific age that you want to keep away from? Uh, Four year. I'm not going to help a two year old. Right. That's yeah. For mom, dad, you need to you need to wait. Go go. You know. Go, yeah, so go to I, the park and have some fun. Go ahead. I think
0: it. what what where our program is really different is we are not a kind of an open training facility. We are. We do lessons. We do d- different things that kind of can be accessed by by the community. Uh, what's different about us is we're trying to create a community around baseball. Uh, So we have what what would be called in the modern day travel teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't call them travel teams. They're developmental baseball teams. So we have about 140 kids within our, our native organization that are, you know, Gwinnett bound kids. They play under the Gwinnett stripers logos and branding. So we're partnered with the stripers. So when you talk about age, what we're trying to look for is uh, we start at nine y- years old for right. our for our team program, and we try to be very age appropriate for the kids that are in there. There's uh you know th- there's a lot of value and benefit to a six or seven year old going and doing a one hour private lesson if that's the direction that the family wants to go. We're looking at developing a community, not necessarily developing an individual player. Uh, so you know we try to focus on our nine to professional age athletes kind of anything in there but we'll you know we'll bring in kids for younger kids for special programs and sessions but you know to be quite honest with you harper at the end of the day if you're a you know kind of recreational player that's five six seven eight nine ten years old i strongly encourage the parents to spend the money that they would spend on lessons and training back into the community get him into a recreational program you know figure out ways to 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 leverage that so that he's going to be a better kid not so you're chasing some sort of you know, far out goal of a scholarship or some sort of pro, you know, aspirations.
2: Yeah, it's interesting that you would uh, pull the reins back a little bit on that. Most folks would say, "Yeah, come on in and and spend a fortune on this." Hey, Dad, play catch with your kid, hundred percent, and see how much he likes it, and he'll let you know how much better he wants to get. Um, that that that's just a key. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, I was watching a Kobe Bryant video. Um. The camera was on him, but he was in kind of a bigger room, and he was sitting at a chair, and there was a gentleman that he was speaking to. And when the camera comes on, it's almost in mid-sentence, Kobe says. And the thing that is really important for me is watching some of these kids and seeing how much time that they put into. Remember, Kobe, before he died, was coaching his daughter's Mm -hmm. basketball team. And he says to one of the – eventually we find out it's one of the dads of a girl that's on the same team. And he says, you know, your daughter, for example, if she spends two hours a day, it's all math, he says, it's math. Spend two hours a day in the gym, working on her feet, shooting free throws, jump shot, defense, all the stuff that's incorporated in that playing. Just think in a year how much time that girl has spent compared to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's, just a, it's a math problem. Spend time on something that you want to develop, and it, it, when you spend time, in, in, and for kids that may not be into athletics, spend time with math, spend time with reading, or instead of just on video games, start training yourself to be disciplined in something other than video or sure. whatever, and, and the results are amazing in how much time that you spend. Talk a little bit about what you see and how you are able to develop that in your athletes' in that type of a manner
0: yeah it's uh it's a really good question and i want to kind of turn it and spin it a little bit please uh so uh kind of talk about gwinnett county as a whole gwinnett county produces more professional baseball players than any other county in the in the country for the last 24 consecutive years so now
2: i would have thought east cobb would do that but gwinnett
0: blows cobb away doesn't it well it, it it's fundamental to why we started our business right this exact challenge that you're talking about the best players that play in our county go to high school here, but they don't play anything other than high school ball here. So we have a really poor baseball infrastructure, youth and high school baseball infrastructure here in Gwinnett County. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of private, uh, you know, baseball organizations that have come in and been able to to build facilities and, and use. So Gwinnett County is really interesting. Our best products don't play most of their baseball here. They go to East Cobb. They go to you know Hall County. They they kind of leave our county. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- to your point, we have to be able to, to tailor our program around those guys, which we call top twenty percenters. Uh, in this year's Major League Baseball draft, there were four guys from Gwinnett County drafted in the first round, including including Drew Jones and, and the number two pick in the draft. Right. Yeah. So we have at the highest levels in our county, we have the best baseball players. So we have to be able to tailor a program that enables those guys, just like you're talking about with Kobe. What are the guys at the top 20%? What do they need to be doing? What do they need to be focused on to chase their dreams? If you are not projectable to that top 20%, well, quite frankly, we need to start building athletes that, you know, think like Angelia. You can still play baseball and you can still chase those dreams and go to college and have kind of post uh, high school opportunities. But at the end of the day, we're creating great young men and women. Right, so when it comes down to how do we present our, our coaching program, it's really quite simple. We're going to match the desire and the aptitude of the athlete, but at the same time, create a community around this a community of young men and women that are going to go out and represent our county well. And, you know, a lot of these kids are going to be accountants and police officers and, and different things. So for us, it's important that we're building something that sustains Gwinnett County baseball really well and pulls some of these guys back into the county that are leaving us.
2: Now, you. Are from Colorado. Uh, you've lived in I in uh in Illinois. That's right. You, you went to school in Iowa, um, and now you're here in Georgia. The neat thing about me mentioning that in my ability to, to promote you is that there are other places around our country that also want to have great baseball or athlet athletics, um, but now you get to see you get to kind of take little. Well, here's what they do out here and here's what they do. But you just mentioned, Gwinnett County is, is it, it, they're all looking up at what Gwinnett County has been able to do. In other words, I'd love to have the amount of kids that get drafted as what are right here in our backyard. Um, so what do you take from the little bits and pieces of where you've been previously in your life to be able to add to what is already a very solid base uh, and, and how you're going to, plan on improving that and making it even better for some of the youngsters that also want to follow in the footsteps of the guys that just got drafted?
0: That's a really great question, and the answer is really simple. Pouring resources, energy, and time back into recreational baseball. Baseball at the most core levels of our community. Uh, in Gwinnett County, we're seeing anywhere from 30 to 40 percent participation loss year over year yeah. at the most important level of baseball. Yep. So, So the answer to the question, and that's what we're doing at Undiscovered Athlete, over the, you know, 25 or so years, I was in a different industry and trying to kind of formulate how we're going to build a better baseball system over the years. I did. I took some of the, you know, the, the lessons learned out of some other organizations. But fundamentally, what's happening in our country is that that level of baseball is dying. We've decided that we're too entitled, we're too biased, we're too whatever, and it's not good enough for us. So from our perspective, it's about pouring back into the the parks in our county and making sure that we can create a community around it, a community of businesses that want to support local baseball, a community of volunteers that want to go out there and be a part of it, a community of for-profit organizations like myself and the Stripers that want to share our revenue and share our our blessings and and pour it back into the community. The most important thing we can do is build recreational baseball in Gwinnett County.
2: You you mentioned a very, you you say Gwinnett, uh, the recreational... in and of itself is dying because the kid there are not as many kids that are playing that are sticking with it is that a it's fair? not
0: so much that it's it's the kids want to go play and i'm using the air quotes now they want to yeah. go play travel baseball we've created a marketing engine around youth baseball that talks about next level opportunities and college scholarships and all of this this stuff at the end of the day, every athlete in my community—I'm uh, I'm in the Mountain View cluster up in Lawrenceville—at okay. the end of the day, every athlete that's playing baseball in my community has one opportunity to compete, and that's for their high school program. Okay. We don't know if they're going to go play college ball or pro ball, but we've created a baseball system that's starting to talk to eight and nine-year-olds about going to play college ball and pro ball, and everybody's pointing their—they're their, pointing their targets at the wrong level. Hmm. COVID. Brought in a whole new uh, wave of recruiting and access to athletes. What's happening is the, you know, our parent group doesn't understand that this high school, this youth recruiting model doesn't even really matter anymore because of the portal and different things that have happened at the co- collegiate level. Yeah. So marketing has taken over the almighty dollar. Right. So there's these huge organizations like perfect game and prep baseball report that that advertise these tournaments and showcases and opportunities for kids as young as six years old. And the hook on it will get you to play college ball. We'll get you to be Drew Jones.
2: Yeah, I don't You'll be w- seen. Yeah, you will be discovered.
0: Uh, it, but- you will be discovered. And our goal and undiscovered athlete is I don't care. You know, I, I would love for Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt to scout one of my athletes, sign him and, and one of my guys play at Vandy. I would love that. I'm much more proud when one of my kids makes the Peachtree Ridge High School varsity roster yeah. and he contributes there or when he makes the Duluth roster or the Wesleyan roster or and Buford or whatever it is.
2: Two, three years ago, he may not have even thought about doing that because it was ta- – now, There's there, he struck out and didn't want to play, and the dad didn't throw an extra couple of buckets to him. That, that's the part that I'm also really excited about is what you're promoting is, look, some dads can't throw. Some dads aren't there. Um, you, you're going to get better when you, when you practice doing what you do and do it correctly right? Vince Lombardi, practice doesn't make perfect perfect practice makes perfect so work on those things and spend some time and you allow for that ability to take place in some cases because you have batting cages and you have people that are going to say here's what you need to do to work on your swing here's a level swing, here's what you need to do launch angle, all the science uh, about it as well uh, so talk a little bit about, you know, what you see in terms of perfecting the really good players, the upper 20 percent, as well as welcoming in, let's say, the bottom 20 or 30 percent, the guys that are struggling. You help work with them as well, correct?
0: Absolutely. And yeah. the, the common denominator between all of them is is their physicality and their athletic fitness. Um Steve Mazon, who you guys had on the show several weeks ago is our is our in-house trainer he's one of the best in the game he trains some of the best minor league athletes in the world um, it's amazing that we have that resource right here in Gwinnett County and there's a few other guys around the county that, that do some great things of um, yeah. you know really high level trainers at the, at the end of the day we spend a lot of time with our kids swinging bats throwing doing the various things that they think they need to do to compete on field but we don't train them to be athletes we don't we don't make them better runners, better movers. We don't, we don't focus on movement. So undiscovered athletes, a little different. We don't throw you right into a cage and let you swing bats. We put you in front of Steven first and make Steven kind of get some understanding of how your body moves and how we're going to coach it and how we're going to get it better. Yeah. Um, and know,
2: incorporating diet and exercise and being able to do all the things that, you know, the top, class athletes yeah especially at our high school and above we get really
0: into nutrition and and fitness and communication to coaches and scouts we have an in-house scout uh on our staff hudson balinski uh can't share what organization he's with but he's an area scout for one of the one of the 30 organizations he signed drew jones if that gives you a hint there you go um so hudson's in-house we have an in-house agent as well Uh, So we kind of work the entire spectrum of baseball uh, to, you know, again, to give these guys the look. So Hudson's not there to find the next Drew Jones. Hudson's there to give a kid that's a freshman in high school that'll probably never play collegiate baseball the knowledge that a major league area scout can give him. Yeah. The ability to, to give him a love of baseball that extends beyond the ability to play. Maybe he can be like me and spend 20 years in a different career and then yeah. jump out into, into baseball. Or he can be a coach or he can be a, an official or, or something, right? So yeah. we're trying to put the best resources around our community as we possibly can. Well,
2: and what you mentioned, to love the game some kids just end up not loving it because something bad happens and for them to be able to still respect the game and go, you know, it didn't work well for me, but the game is still great.
0: Our mission statement ends to foster and grow a love of the great game of
2: baseball. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's pretty, pretty simple. Period. Yeah. Exclamation point. Right. That's Uh, right.
2: End of story. Well, thank you so much, Jake. How do people find out a little bit more about you about undiscovered athletes and how they might be able to connect the dots for helping their young athlete to be discovered and to get better
0: yeah best thing i would recommend you do is head to youtube and check out undiscovered athletes youtube page we've got four or five videos in there about cam Corsi, who's kind of the uh, the namesake you'll see in undiscovered there's a c2 at the C, so that's uh, it's a great story i that, love
2: cam i've had a chance to meet him and uh, oh great yeah what a uh, uh, what a bulldog!
0: Super dynamic guy, right? You know, it, it's one of those lessons, right? You've, you're told no forever, and and that guy just that word doesn't equate in his brain. And I've never been around somebody like
2: that. Yeah. Like, what do he, you mean no? I can do that. He won't and even I say that. I will do it. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Yeah. So Won't even say that. Yeah. So how else do we get phone yeah. numbers? Uh, where uh, are you located? Tell us a little bit. We're more located
0: about. at uh, 50 Old Peachtree Road uh, in Swanee, Georgia. We're Suite 100. Uh, we are right at uh, Lawrenceville, Swanee, and 85. Really good access for athletes uh, of, of any any type it's www.undiscoveredath.com so dot com, and you can reach us at 470-222-4160 uh our facebook and uh twitter i mean we're, we're pretty active on social media promoting our athletes and our services and going county in general uh we love it here and we'd like to talk about yeah, it yeah you're
2: well connected and uh, that's how these kids talk nowadays they talk with their phones and so many different ways that they communicate that I certainly didn't when I was growing up. But you know what? Take advantage of it because uh, that's that's the way that they communicate, and you need to learn how to speak their language. We
0: can't be old men forever. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we have to kind of young ourselves and Shame up. on us. That's for, right.
2: For not keeping pace. Well, uh, thank you to both Anjali White and uh, Jake Kimball for being guests. Uh, both of them, uh, as you could tell folks listening, uh, love what they do. And, and love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Um I want you to enjoy the big savings and the hassle-free experience that Subaru of Gwinnett would provide for you. If you are looking for another car, please consider a Subaru as a possibility. If you do, you'll be very pleased with what you find. Visit Gwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the experience. I know that Mike is a Subaruist. You can be one, too. Check out their Facebook page for the latest news and for the community events that they have going on. And on behalf of Mike Salmon, this is Harper LaBelle. We want to thank our guests for being here, Angelia White and Jake Kimball. We hope you've enjoyed the show here today. Thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day.